Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, for this last day of the year 2020, the 31st of December 2020, our readings comes to us from the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 7 to 14, as our first reading. And our second reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. John chapter 1, verses 10 to 18. The theme of our family worship service for this last day of the year is something to sing about, something to sing about. But come, let us join together in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, give us discerning hearts that we are able to stand in your strength when confronted by the evil one, that we are able to stand in your strength when confronted by the challenges of this day. O God, grant us a vision to move beyond the borders of the known and familiar to the unknown and unfamiliar. Through the reading of your word and the message you are to proclaim today, may we with joy embrace the challenges your word reveals to us, but also grant us strength to overcome these challenges, O God. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. And so we pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. And so, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, our readings for today, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 7 to 14, and the Gospel according to St. John chapter 1, verse 10 to 18. But let us focus on our first reading. Our first reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah, and the verses that I've singled out to share some thoughts with you today is verse 7. Verse 7 reads as follows. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob, shout for the foremost of the nation, make your praises heard. This is the word of the Lord. And then comes our second reading and the verse for reflection for today comes to us from the Gospel according to St. John chapter 1. And the verse that we have singled out to share some thoughts with you is verse 10. My apologies, verse 14. And this is what the verse says. This is what John writes as John brings this particular narrative to us. He said, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. Something to sing about is the uh, theme of our family worship service for today. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, what makes you feel happy today? What makes you to feel blessed today? Or what makes people to say, I feel happy and I am blessed? I suppose that when we are in love, or when we fell in love with a person, it is the heart that continuously sing about how we feel at the time. It is us that sing about the fact that we are in love. 
And so there are many occasions that makes us to feel happy and there are many occasions in life that makes us to feel blessed. And I'm sure that you have your own occasions as well in which you feel happy or felt happy and felt blessed at the time or say that I am blessed. But let me just reflect on some of those moments and key moments in our lives and during this difficult time that we experience right now. It is when we pass matric or graduate under difficult circumstances that we feel happy or that we feel blessed, or perhaps it is when we have achieved success or when we have gone through a very difficult time or we have gone through a very traumatic experience in life. It always prompts us. It always prompts the heart to sing. It always prompts the heart to say that I feel happy and I feel blessed. Or maybe you have decided to start your own business. You have recovered from a severe illness. You have bought a house, you have bought a new car, you have advanced in your career. All of that makes you feel happy and all of that makes you feel blessed, of course. Or maybe God has has increased the members of your household. Maybe you have received the gift of life into your family and you just treasure that little baby as that little baby was born over the Christmas period. It makes you feel so happy and it makes you feel so blessed. Or we feel happy and we feel blessed when God released us from past problems or God has granted us a new lease on life. And we simply feel in our relationship with God that God had looked with so much favor and God had looked with so much grace upon us. And so it is It is these moments, these happy moments, these blessed moments that wants us to make us to sing on the seventh day of Christmas with Mary, and say, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And so, friends, in Christ the prophet Jeremiah, in our text, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 7, says that it was God who called the people of Israel to sing for joy. The people of Israel were still in exile. In any case, they were there for 70 years. And it is God that says that even although you are in exile, you, they needed to shout and they needed to, to make their praises heard because God had not abandoned them. God's will and God's plan and God's purpose for them is to return from exile and come home and to return. Oh, God wanted them to understand that God is a God who keeps God's promises and remains faithful to God's people, no matter how difficult their circumstances may be. The prophet Jeremiah, on many occasions, perhaps for most of his ministry, lamented the unfaithfulness of this ancient Israelite community to God. They've been so unfaithful. They have been so disobedient to God. And so he just continues to lament their unfaithfulness and their disobedient spirits. But despite the prophet's laments, God remained true to his promise. I am your God and you are my people. And so still subjugated to a foreign power for 70 years, God ordered the people to sing. And so in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 7, the prophet says, This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob. Shout for the foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard. 
it's always difficult to sing in difficult situations and difficult circumstances. And then when we are experiencing so much challenges in life, it feels like we have just resolved the one challenge in life and another one knock at your door. And so it's difficult to sing in that kind of situation. And so difficult to sing when you are still subjugated to a foreign power. Our God sees our future. He sees the future of the people. And because he sees the entire future of the people, he can order the people to sing. Because God promised them that he will gather them from all directions. And the most vulnerable and the weak among them will be part of the gathered ones. And this is the wonderful thing about our God. We are human beings. Our vision is limited. We cannot even see beyond today. We cannot even see beyond tonight. We cannot see our entire lives complete. We don't know the direction of our lives. But we know, for one thing, is that the choices that we make in life does influence and affect the direction of our lives. But we cannot see beyond today, and we cannot see our entire lives complete. It is only God that sees our entire lives complete. And so God wants to bring back home the blind and the lame and the pregnant women and even women in labor and all people who form part of the most vulnerable group in the ancient Israelite society, in the ancient Israelite people, in the stripes of Yahweh. All of them will be part of the procession. It will therefore not only be the strong, it will therefore not only be the materially rich, it will therefore not only be the powerful that will be part of the procession on the return journey of the people, but also the weak, also the helpless, also the poor. God's salvation and God's restoration will be for all people as God brought ancient Israel into a close relationship with God, the liberator will be at work one more time. And so the God who scattered his people with their disobedient spirits is the very God who will now gather them, bless them, and even prosper them. The people will be gathered to a place of plenty. That place is like a well-watered garden garden will produce beautiful and delicious and tasty crops and vegetables and fruit. And God will see to the needs and satisfy the needs of every person, every family, and the community at large as God sustain, as God feed, and as God prosper this people. The people had now a reason to sing. The people had now a reason to be joyful. They had a reason to dance. They had a reason to praise God and to stand before God in song in prayer, and in praise. Again, they will know comfort. Again, they will know joy. Again, they will know abundance. And again, they will know satisfaction. And so they have had something to sing about. The future looked good. The future looked bright and beautiful for them. And the future was filled with hope and joy and peace and prosperity for them. But this is not how many people feel in our country today. That is not how many people feel in their families today. This is not how many people feel in our communities today. This is not how many people feel in our country. This is not how many people feel in the world today. This is not how many people feel in themselves today. 
they feel that they have nothing to sing about on this New Year's Eve. In many countries, people could not celebrate Christmas with their families. And so over the last seven days of Christmas, COVID-19 just kept families apart. COVID-19 just kept spiritual families apart and friends apart. It just kept the world apart and it continued to destroy the lives and livelihoods. It continued to destroy the economies of countries. And so many people feel that they have nothing to celebrate on this day, that they have nothing to feel happy about, nothing to feel happy about within themselves. Because the year 2020 was a tough one. The year 2020 was a difficult year. And so many people had said, can't this year just come to an end? I'm just sick. I'm just tired of this year. Um, I'm happy that it's the 31st of December 2020. This year just needs to come to an end. But I don't know. I don't feel. It doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with my spirit. Is it because that we feel that the challenges we have experienced had something to do with this here 2020 and we just connected with the here and cannot disconnect it from the here? Or is it because some people just feel a sort of magic? A sort of mag magic that we hope for, that lies in the new year, that lies in 2020, 2021, that will just help us to face our challenges, the, that will just help us to face the difficulties that we had with renewed energy, a sort of magic that lies in the year 2021, that will just grant us renewed strength to overcome the challenges which we have experienced over the last year. It is a season. It is a season that the world finds itself in today. And, and what sits uncomfortable with me at the time is that we want to confine the season to a particular year, the year 2020. But this is not how God works. This is perhaps how human beings work. We put things into days, into weeks, into months, into years, of course. But God works with seasons in our lives. And I'm not too sure if we can say that moving into the new year, the season 2020 will come to an end. But like I said, this is not how God works. God works with seasons in our lives and he grants us seasons in our lives. But so many people say that there is nothing to celebrate about. And if they celebrate tonight, it can't be with a crowd because that is, in any case, against the rules of the current uh, lockdown alert level three. And so they say there's, there's nothing that they need to feel happy about because the year 2020 was a tough year. The year 2020 was a difficult year for many people and so also, including ourselves. Others just want to go and celebrate. They just want to break free from these rules and regulations that has contained us and kept us indoor and keeps and kept us indoor and kept us with our families. They just want to break free and they just want to celebrate. But we know what's the consequences for that, of course. This hours, this moment, this last day of 2020 challenge us 
and it invites you and me to reflect on the year 2020 and the current season at which the globe finds itself. The last hours of this year simply challenge you and I and all people to stop for a moment and to reflect upon what am I doing with my life? It is a moment in which we just need to take some time out because the year this day invites us to reflect upon what am I really doing? And it challenges us to reflect upon whatever I am doing or doing with my life. What is it that I am supposed to achieve? This being said, you also need to look at the year 2020 from a viewpoint of our faith in God. And we need to look at, look at the year 2020 from the viewpoint of our faith in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And we need to see Jesus as a continuous source of revelation. We need to see Jesus as a continuous source of grace. And we need to see Jesus as the true light which enlightens all people. And so it is important that we look at and that we reflect on the year 2020 with the firm belief that God has always been present with us, even if you and I and the entire world were unaware of his presence with us, even if we have asked the question, so where is God in all of this? Believing that Jesus has always been with us and that Jesus has come to dwell amongst us. The last hours of this year and this moment invites us to recall the significant experiences. This last hours of the year invites us to recall the painful experiences, the difficult times that COVID-19 brought about. It, 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 it invites us to recall our pain and our heartache and our sadness and our sorrow. And we need to recall all of that to mind. And this is what these last hours challenges us to do. We need to think about it and reflect upon it. And we need to ask ourselves, in all of this, where is God and what was God doing? And it is a valid question. But this moment also invites us to recall to mind those moments and significant experiences in which our lives were touched by a sacred sense of wonder and mystery and awe, and those moments in which we stood in amazement about the work of God in our lives and how those Jesus moments, how those holy moments helped us and assist us to feel so close to Jesus Christ. And so it is this time of the year, it is this day that invites us to recall how those holy Jesus moments, how those holy Jesus moments in which we felt so close to Jesus brought about feelings of joy and feelings of happiness into our lives and signaled to us the presence of Jesus in our lives, signaled to us how present Jesus is in our families, in the lives of our friends, in our spiritual family, in the community, in our country, and in the world. We need to reflect on this day, on the presence of God in our lives and in the world around us. 
And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, New Year's Eve invites us also to look at those people whom God had sent into our lives and who has touched our lives with love and kindness and the warmness of humanity. New Year's Eve challenges us to look at those people whom Jesus brought into our lives as gifts from God and who has enriched our lives with their presence and the loving hearts that is just filled with goodness and with care. God's infinite grace and mercy has brought those people into our lives. And so we look at those people and we thank God for sending them into our lives. If it was a friend, we give glory to God for that friendship. If it was a stranger, we give glory to God for the strangest presence in our lives at a particular moment. This is then the moment in which we need to bow our knees in the presence of God, our Creator, and lift up our hearts in prayer and celebrate with praise and thanksgiving all the sacred experiences, all the holy moments that God had shared with you and I our families, our spiritual families, our friends, our community, our country, the world. Because prayer always connects us with the living God. And it says to God that as people we don't take things for granted. We don't take the gifts that God grants us for granted. We don't take life for granted, neither do we take people for granted. But as people who has placed Jesus at the very center of our lives, we have thoughts and we have thoughts about the presence of Jesus in our lives. We have thoughts about how we think and how we feel and what we experience together with Jesus Christ as Jesus remains firm at the center of our lives. And so this day is also a prayerful moment. A prayerful moment. And since it is a prayerful moment, we need to be found on our knees so that we can also give an expression and express or share with God what we long for in 2021. So that we can also share with God what we yearn for, yearn for for our families, yearn for for ourselves, our spiritual families, our community, our country and the world. It is for this reason that Christians all over the world may find themselves in holy sanctuaries at this day or on this day, counting the time in the holy sanctuary rather than with a crowd. Because we know that it is this moment as Christians that we need to lift the world and its challenges into the presence of God as the world begins to celebrate and welcome and embrace the new here. But we also recognize that perhaps this is the year in which we will celebrate. This is the year in which we will pray in our homes rather than in our holy sanctuaries. Because we know that the current suffering in the world will pass. And so recognizing the Holy Spirit work within us and through us and in the world, we eagerly look beyond the current turmoil and we eagerly look beyond the current trauma 
with a stern warning at the world and we say, you have to mature. The current crisis of COVID-19 and trauma in the world is actually nudging the world. It's nudging us, it's nudging our communities, it's nudging the entire people, nations of the world. It's nudging us into a new level of maturity. Mature! This is what God is saying to us today. Just like a crisis in our lives that will or may lead us to a deeper level of faith, a new horizon of belief, and a new level of maturity, the current crisis in our community, the current crisis in, our, in, in, in the world, the current crisis in our country, need to have the same effect, need to have the same outcome for our country and for ourselves and for our world, a deeper level of faith, a new level of maturity, a new horizon of belief. And so, friends, as we begin to reflect on where we are in the world today, there are many questions of reflection that we need to ask ourselves. Because it is this, this, it is this questions that will help us to move to this deeper level of faith and to this new level of maturity. And so some of these questions that we need to ask ourselves today is, did we pay our taxes? Did I stop beating my wife? Did I stop beating my children? Did I stop with my racist behavior? And did I stop with my racist attitude? Do I know that black lives matter? Did I stop with my superior attitude and dealt with my superior complex or even my, my inferiority complex? As much as I need to deal with my superiority complex, I need to deal with my inferiority complex. Was I honest in all my business dealings in 2020? Did I stop with peddling drugs? Did I stop with abusing alcohol or any illegal substances? Am I the good person that I portray to be? Do I have a personal social initiative plan? In, in my life, or may I, I might even ask myself, and so in what way did I reflect, refresh the lives of the poor and the suffering around me, those that are the most vulnerable in society, in what way did I refresh, refresh their lives? And so we need to ask ourselves tough questions. As much as we're going through a tough and difficult time, we need to also ask ourselves tough questions if we want to mature, if we want to move to that deeper level of faith and new horizon of belief. I want to end off with. After our moments of reflection, the world cannot be the same. I cannot be the same. Our families cannot be the same. Our spiritual family cannot be the same. Our communities cannot be the same, and neither can you be the same. If God was able to restore the ancient Israelite community, if God was able to restore his tribes to prosperity and peace and joy, he's able to restore you and me, he's able to restore the world, he's able to restore everyone in the world to peace 
and joy and faith and prosperity. And so if God was able to restore the ancient Israelite community, God is ready to restore the entire world who had been beaten, who had been broken, who had been bruised, who had been battered by COVID-19. God will restore the world to wholeness. God is ready to restore the world to health. He's ready to restore the world to strength. He's, he's ready to fulfill his plan for humanity. This is where God is. But God also says to us, if you want, to, if you want that prosperity that you are searching for today, then social distance is important. Sanitize, wear your mask, respect the curfew, stay away from crowded and closed spaces. Because the purpose of the seventh day of Christmas is to lead and to bring God out so that God can reveal God's self to us. God can reveal God's self to our communities and to the world and that in Jesus Christ, we can experience the presence of God in our lives, in our communities, in our families, in the world as never, ever before. Therefore, we have plenty to sing about. We have plenty to dance about. Glory be to God, our liberator. Glory be to God, our friend. Glory to be to God, who is the one who grants wholeness and peace and joy. Glory be to God who is the one who prospers us. Glory be to Jesus Christ who has come to dwell amongst us. Glory be to the Holy Spirit who nudged us and grant us an incredible amount of gifts. Come let us join together in prayer. Gracious God, as we turn to a new year, we pray that our nation, leaders and people might have learned from the deep challenges we have experienced in the past year. And so may 2021 be leading us into a season of kindness and compassion and well-being and above all, justice right across the world. Bind all the nations together in love. Bind all people together in love. Bind our country in, together in love and bind the people of this country together in love. We pray for this congregation the way we serve you. Lead us onward with hope, imagination, enthusiasm and peace. And bind us together as a congregation. Hear us now, mighty counsellor, as we pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From myself, uh, Reverend Advocate Calvin Harris, as well as my family, Kathy Leol and Candace, may you have a peaceful, blessed, prosperous, healthy new year as the year begins to unfold before us. Whenever the season that we are in comes to an end, may God simply reveal His presence in your life. Main work in such a way in your life, in your life, and yourself, become a testimony about the goodness and the graciousness of our God. God be with you. Amen. <laughs>